0: Hello and welcome to episode 32 of the Battle Line podcast, where we have conversations on that collision of space between community, faith, and culture. I'm one of your hosts, Matt Satterley, and here with me is the director of publications, my co-host on this podcast, my co-host in life, Major Jamie Satterley. How are you doing today, Jamie?
1: I'm doing great. How are you guys doing?
0: Doing great. Spectacular. Spectacular. We also have here with us our co-host, our producer, the one who puts all the work in, who shows up every shows up every day ready to go. Our media manager, the one who makes this whole thing run, Elizabeth. Elizabeth, how are you doing today?
2: Howdy, I am just live living la vida loca.
0: I appreciate that you said howdy. Good for you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's his line. That's why he's so oh, appreciative he of it. Because all the time, every time he says it, I say Matt, howdy. We did grow up in Texas, so what are you going to do? <laughs> uh, so, in today's episode, we are going to talk about um, we're going to look at at movies and at TV, at pop culture, kind of through the lens of like how can we see the gospel in things that really weren't designed to show us to the gospel, right? There's always these discussions around, you know, is it sacred? Is it uh, secular? And all these kind of things. But uh, we believe that oftentimes in the the world around us and culture, even unintentionally, sometimes we can see the story of Jesus uh, or, you know, themes from the Bible and themes from faith in things that are quote unquote secular, right? Um, we, I mean, sometimes it's not, that wasn't their intention when they created it. Um, they might not even recognize that it's in there, but we can see these things, themes, sorry, we can see these themes as we uh, watch movies and TV, listen to music, all that good stuff. So today we're going to talk over some famous scenes from movies and TV shows that tell us a story of faith and redemption without even meaning to tell us a story of faith and redemption. Uh, Like the website Think Christian says, there is no such thing as secular. So let's check out some of these favorite movies, some of them not so favorite movies maybe, and see how we can see uh, redemption in them.
0: Yeah, this that's great. Thank you, Major Jamie. Yeah, I we went to the socials this week, and we said again what Major Jamie just said. Maybe not your favorite because uh, nope, you know these aren't people's favorite movies. But it's an episode, or a movie, a scene from a TV show or movie. Ninety percent of these are movies where there uh, somebody was taught a lesson about faith or redemption or sacrifice without meaning it. It wasn't like a Christian movie. All right, so um, I'm gonna go. We'll just go through these. Perhaps you're sitting out there in your car, driving home from work, driving to work right now, um, and we'll just uh, take a little uh, trip down memory lane, if you will. So uh, buckle up. Here we go. So the first one, uh, the first person to chime in when Jamie and I were kicking around this idea actually came from our daughter, Susanna, who said, (laughs) when we were talking about movies that show faith, she said, we heard from the other room, what about the scene in Les Miserables when the bishop gives the candlesticks to Valjean. Now, we have to set this up very quick. Jean Valjean is a crook. He steals stuff. He's a thief. He, the bishop lets him into his house. He spends the night, but in the middle of the night, he gets up, he steals the stuff. The bishop catches him. He hits him in the head, and he runs away. But then the police catch him. They bring him back, and they, there's this great scene where the police say, uh, the, he had the nerve to say that you gave him this stuff, and the bishop, in that moment, can fry him up can send him back to jail, can get revenge. And he says, uh, but I did. I did give him this stuff. And he says, you left so early, you, you didn't even take these candlesticks. And he gives him more silver candlesticks. And so the police are dumbfounded and all that stuff. So uh, what do you think, Major Jamie, Elizabeth, about that scene in Les Miserables where there is uh, forgiveness?
1: No, it's great. It is. It's a great scene. And I think too, this, this kind of, I'm glad this was our opener. It kind of speaks to the power, um, of, of music and of theater and of, you know, even movies that we're going to talk about to, um, to talk about these issues. The interesting thing is Susanna's never seen Les Mis. (laughs) She's only ever listened to the soundtrack because my kids love musical theater. So they listen to all the soundtracks of these shows they've never seen. Uh, and so, uh, it's interesting to me that she, well, it, it kind of makes, as a mom, it makes me feel good that she's processing things and thinking about how they can be processed through a faith lens. Um, only ever having listened to the soundtrack <laughs> for Les Mis. Um, but you're right, it is a, a powerful scene. The bishop had every uh, every right to say, uh, no, this man stole this stuff. Um, but uh, this is where, like you know, mercy comes in and grace and uh, wanting to extend a second chance. I think to him, and so he Good. blesses him. Not only does he like, hey, no, he didn't take this stuff. Doesn't he, it? Doesn't he say you forgot these? Yeah, gives him more yep. and blesses him to go on his way
0: yep that's excellent uh if you haven't seen any of these movies look you can like like uh, elizabeth said earlier right before we started like this is the recommendation view this is like re- recommended viewing so you can watch all this on youtube or you can uh stream it in most places or if you're still like me the og <laughs> getting getting the dvds from Matt,
1: netflix just put your business out
0: there <laughs> but my
1: business that's a topic for another day we could okay, we could right. we could really delve next into one, one
0: the next one comes from uh <laughs> major mark satterley shameless plug to my dad he's gave me The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. All right. Now this one's a little overt because this it's a Christian cheating. movie. This
1: is It's the Christian book.
0: Yeah. But well, there's some, some people out there are like, whoa, Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe is a Christian book? They're shooketh <laughs> now. But when Aslan, Aslan is the Jesus figure, Aslan the Lion is a Jesus figure. If you didn't know that, now you do. And he gives himself up, right, for Edmund. Pretty self-explanatory. I don't think we need to go uh, any deeper into that, but that's a great one. How about Saving Private Ryan? That movie Saving Private Ryan. This again uh, is uh, when all these men remember all these soldiers are going to find one man, and they all end up sacrificing themselves so that this one man can get home. Hmm, where have I heard a story like that before? You know, and then Tom Hanks, of course, you know, looks at the looks at that Matt Damon's character Private Ryan at the end, and remember, and he says those two words: "Earn this, earn this." Have you seen that movie, Elizabeth? Have you seen that movie, Major Jamie?
1: I have. Fun fact. Saving Private Ryan was the first movie I ever saw. Okay. this is going to tell you how old I am. I remember old school movie theaters, how all the seats were on the same level. And then at some point in time towards the late nineties, they decided to set them like theater seating or, you know, like at, uh, multi-levels, uh, with the dry gi- and then the screen got bigger. It was giant, this giant, massive screen. This is the first movie I ever saw in that kind of theater. Uh, we went my whole fam uh yeah you know, we went as a family and watched it um it it is a powerful movie uh and you're right i do think it's interesting i would say earn this is a little bit where we diverge right from for sure. the, from for the sure. faith because we would say you know there's there's nothing that we could ever do that could earn what jesus did for us But that's the good news is that we don't have to earn it. It's a gift that he freely gives.
0: Right. And I think in the movie too, he's not, he's, he's just saying like, live a life that is because of the sacrifices that have been made for you, live a life in the, uh, live a life worth living. And I think that's true. Jesus died on the cross for us so that we might, we are just Have abundant life. Right. Abundant life, righteous. And, And not just waste it. Right. Right. Too many, too many, uh, Christians we say sometimes have grumpy faces. You know, complaining, arguing, stuff like that. Uh, let's live like Jamie said. That's a great. I have come to give you life and give it to you more abundantly. All right, how about uh, one more? Uh, the Count of Monte Cristo. Have you seen the Count of Monte Cristo? Listen, was one of the first books I read. Do you remember those illustrated classics books where, like, you read one page was the book and the other page was a drawing. Uh, and they did all the classics. Oh, yeah. It's about, like the
1: illustrated classics for children yeah. or something. The
0: Count of Monte Cristo was one of the first ones I ever read. I felt like I was a legit book scholar because I was eight years old tackling this book. But in the movie Count of Monte Cristo, I don't want to spoil it because, guys, great adventure story. going to spoil
1: it? It's decades old. <laughs> I think it's we're century, beyond spoilers. Century
0: zone. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I was talking <laughs> about the
1: movie. Sorry. The movie is decades old. Yes,
0: the book. Yeah, bu- much bu- further. Yeah. So, so –
1: if you haven't consumed it at this point, are you going to consume it?
0: It's <laughs> like on it the mad priest that's in the prison cell next door. So again, you got you to gotta watch these stuff to get the right context. And so the mad priest says, hey, like they've uh, they got this escape plan, and he's and the, but the mad priest is about to die before uh, they, they pull it. In. And so he says, the mad priest says, look, here's how to get to my treasure when you get out, all these things. And uh, I think it's Edmund. That's probably not right. But he says, the main character says, I don't believe in God. And there's a line where the mad priest says, that's okay. God believes in you. So uh, talk about uh, revenge too. Like there's a lot of redemption in the Count of Monte Cristo because there's opportunities for the guy who's been wrong to just revenge. But uh, he uh, ultimately he does get revenge at the end of the movie. (laughs) But but (laughs) throughout it. Just
1: stop watching Uh, before that part.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So have you seen Count of Monte Cristo? Major Jamie, anything you want to add there?
1: No, the only Monte Cristo I have consumed is the sandwich,
0: nice. which is not relevant to this conversation. I, I knew it was coming. <laughs> can't, can't go a pod without a Monte Cristo sandwich joke. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I did get some other people. I'm going to give this one a shout-out to Major Lauren Gillum Boatman and to Cap, uh, yep, Captain uh, Jonathan Raymer, who gave me Star Wars references, lots of Star Wars references for redemption. So the first one they gave is Luke Skywalker. In uh, Empire Strikes Back, trying to raise his X-Wing, his spaceship, out of the mud and he can't, using the force. He can't do it and says, I don't believe it. I don't believe that I could do this. I don't believe it. And Yoda says, I'm not going to do Yoda's voice because this is uh, trying to be good. All right. <laughs> he said, because you don't believe it, this is why you fail. Ooh, that's a faith lesson from a little green Muppet. and i've offended all of star wars fans right there (laughs) and then captain jonathan ramer gave me the empire strikes back uh with uh darth vader's redemption darth vader's story remember he's bad the whole time but then he sees his son getting electrocuted by the emperor and the dad is redeemed at the end his love for his son uh changes his heart all right elizabeth
1: are you a star wars person I am not. I
2: tried watching one and I was like, no, thank you. Listen,
1: I'm going to lose all of our listenership right here. But um, up until uh, I was, well, I'll just say every time as a younger person, every time I tried to watch Star Wars, I fell asleep. So I never made it through an entire movie of Star Wars until, uh, was it the third the third movie chronologically right when they started making the new ones we actually went and saw the the third one with a group of friends i don't know what it's called it's the one where he turns into a bad guy right now it's the Uh, one it's the one one where Anakin Skywalker turns into the bad and turns into Darth Vader i just want to hear you right now what's it called does it have the word love in it
0: Go with it. Whatever your heart says, go.
1: Just go. I don't know. No, number three. That's what it's called. Love and Episode. number three. Okay. yeah, Something about love, number three. All right. Uh, we went and saw it with a group of friends. That's the that's the only... T- that was the first time I had watched... And I was probably in my early 20s. That was the first time I had watched any of the Star Wars movies all the way through. Even really to this day, I would not consider myself a Star Wars fan, but my children are. And so things have leaked into my brain except obviously what the names of the movies are. Except
0: the names of the <laughs> All right. The next one again, Captain Jonathan Raymer and I had a lot of these Marvel movies. Oh man, Marvel okay, movies these I can all talk over about. the place. All right, so we have to go with this odd one. Tony Stark, Iron Man, Avengers Endgame, I Am Iron Man. If you could hear that, I just snapped my finger and he sacrifices himself so that people can come back to life. Oh, <gasps> yeah. Reg- there's That's a Bible story. And I think
1: it's, similarly, you know, you could say that through this whole process of um, Infinity War and Endgame, he kind of, I think, suspected, he kind of knew, like, this was how this was going to wind up, right? Because at the beginning uh, of In- Infinity War, I'm trying to remember, make sure I got my timeline correct on this. He didn't want to go on this mission. He was like, no, I I have a family. I have things I love. I have this, you know, this life is good for me. I don't want to do this. Um, but then he, you know, he believed he believed in the in the mission and what what needed to happen, and wanted to save humanity, and so he did what what needed to be done. No, it doesn't exactly line up with the story of Jesus, but I think we can see the shades of redemption there. Um, and again, right, sacrifice to everything. Yep. Good for for the benefit of others.
0: Elizabeth, have you seen Avengers Endgame?
2: I actually have seen this. This is the first Marvel movie I ever saw. And Whoa, hold I didn't, Whoa, you didn't well, hold on. stop right there. Anymore. You have
0: not seen any other Marvel movie like, up until this point.
2: I don't like fighting squads. I don't understand why they're wearing such silly costumes and like fighting these <laughs> irrelevant fights.
1: Listen, I do, Elizabeth, I do say every time we watch a superhero movie, I, I say to Matt, as someone who works in an organization that, that deals with the aftermath of disasters, oh, every sure, time yeah. they get in a fight and things get destroyed, I think this is this is a nightmare. This is ah. gonna take forever
0: to goes, clean to it clean it was, up and goes, solve
1: all the problems we've created for all these people. Practical,
0: practical major <laughs> yeah. Jamie's like well, but then York, I'm like,
1: that's not the point of why I'm watching this movie. So
0: <laughs> New York City is half destroyed. Where's the canteens? I know. I need come on, okay, Salvation Army It's your time to I'll come be. in
1: here and clean up after these people.
0: <laughs> all right. Our next one came from Major Nick Garrison, who shared with us uh in uh Harry Potter and Deathly Hallows. How um, uh, you know, you could go with like Harry Potter dies, but then he comes back. But no, he shared with us. Oh, that was a spoiler. But that again, that's old. Sorry. Um, yeah, it's
1: we just celebrated the twentieth anniversary of the first movie, so I think we're all right.
0: <laughs> no, but Major Nick said his his one of his favorite parts of that is how the three friends share the burden of the Horcrux. Remember the Horcrux is where Voldemort's whatever soul kind of lives, but it weighs you down. It begins to weigh you down. You begin to like get depressed and just all this anxiety and all this stuff happens. And the three friends are willing to share the burden of the anxiety of the Horcrux of the despair because they love one another. What do you think, Major Jamie?
1: No, you're right. And like it affects them. Greatly, you write when they're wearing it, um, and so in order for one person not to have to bear that load all entirely on their shoulders, they take turns. Uh, they also take turns destroying them, so that not one of them, you know, gets the full glory, which is nice. Of course, Harry Potter gets all the glory because it's called Harry Potter. But <laughs> <laughs> <All> <laughs> but right. they all, they do. They all share the load, and that's what we're meant to be. That's one of the the great benefits of community is that when uh, you know one of us is dealing with something heavy. We come alongside those people and, and do what we can to help relieve that burden in any way we can. That's what the body of Christ is supposed
0: to be. Our next one comes from Aaron Morris. Um, uh, this is the one that I have not seen, but I did watch the YouTube scene. So I think I can speak on this as a semi-expert. And that's from Avatar The Last Airbender. <laughs> i
1: expert from the two minutes I watched on YouTube. You,
0: listen, all you <laughs> listeners out there, you stop it. Because you can you Google things too, and then you speak on it like you're an expert. So, so from Avatar The Last I read Airbender. I a headline,
1: so that means I know
0: all the things about it. <laughs> too long, didn't read. Um, so there's a scene where in Avatar The Last Airbender, bender where prince zuko and i know all these people out here who watch avatar are screaming at me right now that's cool that's cool again if you want to send complaint letters it's matthew dot williams at U S S uh whatever <laughs> all right so um Prince Zuko apologizes to his uncle Ira. So he – I don't know the context, but he betrays his uncle. And then the scene I watched is he's coming in to apologize to his uncle, and his, his uncle wakes up, and he's si- sitting there, and he's like very contrite of heart saying, I'm so sorry. I've wronged you. I've wronged everybody. I've betrayed you. But his uncle uh, he, he hugs him. His uncle stops him and just hugs him. It's total prodigal son vibes. So check it out on YouTube. Prince Zuko apologizes to Iroh or his uncle Iroh on a- Avatar, The Last Airbender. You'll see basically uh, anime about the prodigal son. That's what happens. That We come before God, isn't it? We, we come before him like, God, I am so, Jesus, I am so sorry. I have messed up. I am filthy. And And Jesus just embraces us. It's a prodigal son. It's a prodigal son story for sure. All right, I'll uh, I'll I'd throw it to you, Major Jamie, but uh, I know that uh, you would wax so eloquently about Avatar: The Last Airbender. We should go on for sake of time.
1: You're right. My favorite anime is the old school Superbook. Also, my favorite oh, anime, I should throwback. say, the only anime I've ever what? watched is old, a school, a- old school, old school <laughs> Superbook. Throwback to the '80s, Eagle. all the church
0: kids when they were hand the- drawing that man. We didn't have computer animation like Superbook. <laughs> Our Superbook. Like
1: the new Superbook. It's pretty good, but the old
0: Superbook Our Superbook, a different book. level. Our Superbook was Flannel Graph. <laughs> all right. Major John Murphy gave me the movie Earth with Will Smith. Have you seen it? Well, it was more of a documentary. All right. Will Smith's Earth. We know they're talking about our life. Is it life or earth? I should have probably checked that before I got on here, but too late now. So, But he was talking about how the, uh, Will Smith is a narrator, and he's talking about the deep parts of the ocean right? How they're a fish. They're in the deepest part of the ocean. And these fish can't see anything. They don't, because the sun that's so deep, the sunlight never gets down that deep into the ocean. So he's saying they can't see themselves. They don't know what they truly look like. They don't even know what they truly are. But occasionally when a submarine or something uh, gets down that deep and throws light into these dark places, when the light hits these fish, they're radiant they light up and so he was making the connection that even though we can't sometimes in in our own darkness we can't see ourselves but when the when the light of jesus is on us we're radiant and that light shines in the darkness that is scripture right the light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not understand it okay all right i think it's called a welcome to earth welcome to earth thank you major jamie for see you googled it and now you're an expert well done <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got three more here from our fans, and then uh, we'll talk a, a little bit more. Uh, the movie Hacksaw Ridge. Uh, if you listened to a few podcasts ago, this was what's my this was one of my what's giving me joy. This is kind of an overtly Christian one, but it's Andrew Garfield uh, in uh, World War Two, I believe, and uh, they. Uh, it, you got to see it. It's a great movie. The whole movie is wonderful. He doesn't nearly need redemption, but he has faith. He's he's a 7-day Adventist who doesn't believe in violence but goes to war and he saves people and he has this great line when he's rescuing people who have been wounded, who are dying and he just keeps praying, "Lord, let me save one more. Lord, let me save one more." Man, is that not the Salvation Army's like that should be our theme. You know, doing the most good. Good thumbs up to us, right? Sharing is caring. Thumbs up to us. Heart to God, hand to man. Double thumbs up to us. I think our line should be, Lord, please let me save one more. Patent pending. Patent (laughs) pending out there. Don't steal my idea. I had it first right here on the pod. Call
1: uh, NCRD down the hall. Let them know you you just saved them.
0: I know that it's from a movie. (laughs) (laughs) I know that it's from a movie and it's already somebody else's rights. For your, for your
1: next campaign.
0: We'll let the lawyers settle that out. All right. Debbie <laughs> Leonard gave me Indiana Jones in the Last Crusade. An amazing movie, right? When he's going to the, the three things he's got to do to get to the Holy Grail. And he has the leap of faith. Do you remember this? Yep. He steps. Set it up for us, Major Jamie. Tell us what happens.
1: Well, he's standing there. Like right there's this giant gap.
0: Gap. A standing cliff. Standing on the
1: edge. That's right. Standing on the edge of the cliff. And there's like no way across. No How bridge. How am I going to get there? <laughs> That's right. How am I going to get there? But turns out there is a bridge there. You just He's, can't see it, right? It's concealed. It.
0: From, from where you're standing, you can't see it. You so he to just has it. to
1: take this. He just has to step out. Step out when there's no ground ahead of you.
0: A leap of faith, would you a say?
1: A leap of faith. He takes and then he st- lands on the thing.
0: Oh, he lands on rock. Yep, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, Uh, It's a great scene. You got to see it. Um, But yes, he takes that leap of faith. He steps out into what he thinks is going to be this chasm. He's going to fall to his death, but he lands on a rock bridge that he couldn't see from his angle. All right. How does that translate to faith? That's faith, isn't it? Exactly. Being sure of what we hope for, being certain of what we do not see. So uh, we have faith every day. We take a leap of faith by following Jesus, and he honors that. He honors that. All right. Last one from Chris Flanagan. Host of the Critics Without Credentials podcast, which is a great podcast that I listen to. He's a salvationist. Chris is a great guy. You'll want to check out that podcast too, uh, Critics Without Credentials. But he gave me – he said this one is easy because it's in the title, but Shawshank Redemption. All right? Some people say arguably the greatest movie of all time. It can, can – it, Hits it hits that it's always on the top ten list. Always on the top ten list. But here's what I love what Chris said because Chris said it's easy for us to say well he's rescued from prison you know he's rescued from evil. No, Chris says this great line. He said, uh, "What Andy Dufresne is, is freed from is complacency, right? He could just live out the rest of his days knowing he was wrongly accused and just live out the rest of his days in jail in a mundane." Boring life, but there comes a time where there's a catalyst and he has to break out of that complacency. Folks, is that not that's not, man, is that not a, sometimes our lives as Christians? We we know we're saved, we go to heaven, and sometimes we just put the coaster on, right? We're like, why accelerate? We'll just put on cruise control, finish this out. I got my golden ticket to heaven. Um, and we need to be snapped out of that complacency and uh and and freed from that. What do you think, Major mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, no, it, you're right. It's a great movie, and I th- it is. He he kind of knew, like, okay, I can't, I can't stay in this this place, right? I can't stay in this same situation. I I have to move forward. I have to find my way out, and he did. And I think sometimes too, you're right. There are times when in our faith, we can find ourselves in a place where we're comfortable. Now, I mean, he was in prison, so not exactly comfortable, but he did have uh some if i'm remembering correctly he had some perks right because he helped out with with certain things so um you know there are times when when we are kind of stuck in this the same thing we're like okay you're right i'm this is not not where i want to be but it's not the worst place so i can you know i can stay but we're called to to bigger and greater things not to settle
0: for the greater things Way way to throw in that phrase major jamie well done I love that. All right. So thank you to everybody who hit us up on the socials, who shared with us uh, a a scene from faith, from uh, redemption, from sacrifice. I'm going to give you very quickly my top three. All right. I I thought this over. Uh, I had a whole like uh, basement full with movies and the whole red yarn, you know, like a conspiracy theory of like trying to say what's better. What? So here's my top three. All right. This is Major Mad Saturday's top three scenes. Uh, Not favorite, just top scenes because they came to mind of, (laughs) of faith, redemption, and sacrifice. All right, are you ready? Here's number three. We'll go three, two, one. Three, Muppet Christmas Carol where Scrooge gets redeemed. There is a scene where he is in the, he is literally on top of his own grave and he says, a life can be made right. Despair, sad, I can change. And then he wakes up And it's Christmas Day. And there's an amazing scene where he's just like, the joy is in him. You know, I'm as happy as a clam or whatever he says. Uh, So there's just a great scene of redemption there. I know it's a Christmas movie and it should get maybe we move it over to the side here. Uh, But a great scene of redemption. Major Jamie, you love that movie, too. What do you think? I do.
1: I do. And you're right. But I was also thinking as you were speaking about, uh, of course, other, another favorite Christmas movie came to mind. And It's a Wonderful Life. We're at the end of the movie. You know, you got George Bailey, who it doesn't barely have two nickels to rub together anyway. he's um, all about helping people all the time, sacrificing his whole life to help people around him. Um, but he gets in this jam. I mean, anyway, he thinks like my life is worth nothing. Right. I have nothing to show for it. I live in a rundown house. I don't have I can't provide my family with the kind of life. I want to. I wasn't able to go to college. I've never been able to travel the way I want. My life is worth nothing. Uh, but then at the end, you know he he kind of sees his whole life or what would what life would be like if he never existed play out and then at the end of the movie, this line, there's this one line it makes me cry every time I see it. I watch this movie a hundred <laughs> times. I still cry every time I watch it. and it's when um George's brother Harry. Says to him, to my big brother George, the richest man in town. Uh, And always reminds me so often we say when we talk about richness, we're talking about money, but that's not the case uh, in George Bailey. He was not rich, um, but he was the richest man in town because he was surrounded by people who loved him and he was making a difference in the world. And I think, you know, that's kind of like the life we're called to. We may not be rich. Uh, we're storing up our treasures in heaven <laughs> nice. are. because of the love, you know, the people that we surround ourselves or the, the the work that we're able to do, the difference people are, are able to make. That's where the real value in life comes from.
0: Major Jamie, I thought you were going to say the line from It's Wonderful Life that always makes you cry is, I've been saving this money if ever I get a divorce.
1: <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> It's from a lady who's she's not even married. Same scene. She same says, scene. That's right. I'm saving this money. So All if right. I get married, I can get a divorce.
0: Major Matt Satterley's <laughs> uh, top scenes about faith, redemption, and sacrifice number two comes from a movie called Inside Out. Can we have a moment, please, of respect for Bing Bong? When Bing Bong... <laughs> Farewell. The Bing Bong's death scene in Inside Out. You remember, they, we'll set the stage real quick. They fall into the pit of forgotten memories. It's Bing Bong and Joy, and they're trying to get out of this cliff or else they're going to be dusted and and forgotten forever. So they find the wagon and they're trying to get out. They're using all sorts of effort and work that they can do to get out of this. Do you see where I'm going with this already? They're trying to do it on their own strength, this effort, this work to get out. And they keep failing time and time again to reach the cliff, to be saved. But then Bing Bong says, let's try it one more time. And he gets in the wagon. And just when they're about to finally take off and get the push, Bing Bong push sacrifices himself, jumps out of the wagon. So that joy... I'm winking. You can't tell that on the pod, but joy is saved. Bing Bong sacrifices himself so that somebody else might be saved. Man, if that's not the story of Jesus either, um, that's a great one. And then, uh, Bing Bong's dusted. (laughs) Farewell, Bing Bong. Farewell. So there's a good one. All right. Oh, anything on that major Jamie? Does Bing Bong, when Bing Bong dies, do you cry for that?
1: Uh, No. (laughs) i mean it was it was sad it was touching but i didn't cry
0: only george bailey the richest man
1: (laughs) no listen i cry at a lot of movies (laughs) but i didn't cry it inside out
0: all right my last one comes from avengers endgame so uh it's a one of my favorite scenes um it is not uh iron man snapping his finger we already talked about that one but it's when thor uh is it, is, anyway, when some of the Avengers are Thanos has come, they're all beat up. Remember, like they're just beat up, the shields broken in half, all this stuff. It seems like this is the end. Thanos is gonna win again, but then you hear those words, don't you? On your left, Cap, and then all the golden rings open up, and here comes like Falcon. the best, the best movie, the best clips on YouTube right now are are uh, fan reactions, the movie theaters that people recorded. Uh, illegally probably (laughs) when when people come out of those movies when like when like uh black panther comes out and falcon comes out spider-man comes out and people in movie theaters just all their favorites start reappearing go crazy so why i like that scene so much and why i think it has a lot of faith is folks like our uh captain america despair like this is it this is the end we're all broken up but he's surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses that he doesn't even know was there until they step out Folks, we get beat, Christians, we get beat up in this life. Sometimes life stinks. We get punched in the mouth. There's terrible things that happen. We look around the world sometimes and we say, God, why can't you just do something about this? And we It looks like to, it's all over. It looks There's like no it's hope. all over. But then we have to remember that we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. And I'm going to steal a line from another Christmas movie, The Santa Claus, where the little boy <laughs> explains to the other guy, just because you can't see him doesn't mean he's not there. Just because you can't see him doesn't mean he's not there. And the same thing is happening in Adventures Endgame. Just because you can't see them doesn't mean that they're not there. Just, Just because we can't see the Spirit, can't see Jesus, doesn't mean that he's not there right beside you. And we're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses of people who have followed Jesus and have died and gone to glory and who right now are standing there cheering us on saying, you can do this. Life is rough, but keep going, get that abundant life, live that abundant life, that righteous, that holiness that God has called us to. So in Psalm 19, one through two, uh, the psalmist David says this, the heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day, they pour forth, spe- they pour forth speech. Night after night, they display knowledge. What well, we gave this Bible verse is because all heaven and earth creation is telling the story of redemption. Right. Redemption stories all around. It. And that's what's the purpose of this episode where we're just going to talk about movies. Uh, absolutely not. No, we want to we want to show to you. We want to show out there that their story of redemption is all around us all the time. You right now sitting there uh, listening to this while you're on your way to work can think of 100 other movies or 100 other TV shows or 100 other books are going on. Major Jamie, you talked about redeeming love. You want to give us that one real quick?
1: Oh no. Yeah. I was just saying there's a a, a movie right now in the theaters. I will say I have not been to see it yet, but I did read the book, loved the book. Um, and it's, it's all, the movie is based on the book by Francine Rivers, which is based on a book of the Bible, Hosea, um, and which is another beautiful story of redemption, right? Of how, uh, you know, God loves us despite who we are or what we've done. And we'll do, anything that it takes, um, for us to, to receive that love. So, uh, yeah, it's out, it's out in theaters now. There is a little bit of, uh, not controversy around it, but a little bit of, uh, some, you know, some people don't love the way that some of the themes of the movie are portrayed. So I would just say, you know, read up on that, but I think it's worth going to see, um, or checking it out or read the book or better yet, read the Bible.
0: Oh, nice, nice segue. (laughs) So we we mentioned the the Psalm 19 because, like the heavens declare the glory of God. Uh, Movies, whether they want to or not, sometimes. Declare the glory of God, the redemption story, the books that people write, TV shows, the music. There are a million songs out there that declare the redemption story, that declare faith that we don't that people don't even think about that. Uh, Romans one twenty for I don't know why I think of this verse when I think of Psalm nineteen, but it comes in. Just as well. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made so that men are without excuse. We don't have excuse to uh, say that in all these things because we're seeing the redemption story. Even though we don't know it, you hear the redemption story through the music that you love Through the books that you read, through the movies that you watch, through the TV shows that you keep – through the things that you stream, the redemption story is there. There is faith in those moments. I'll I'll, I'll just – as we get ready to wrap this up, say I think nature declares us a redemption story, and I see it every year in the seasons. That's what I always think about when I see when we go from summer, right, from this this abundant, awesome life to fall, where things begin to die, where winter, where you have almost the 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 death of it. But then, at the end of that winter, comes what? What we're hoping and praying for here in Northern Virginia is <laughs> spring. Spring will come, and there will be a a renewal, a, a new life. Does that not? is that not the Lord? Is that not Him showing to us? that there is redemption and even in his creation. Yeah, how- I mean, you
1: see it on all like butterflies, caterpillars. We see it there, the there you can find the right. Cause caterpillars go oh, into this good. little thing. And Why they, they liquefy, that one? That's a great thing. They, they turn into this beautiful new thing, right? We were dead in our sins, um, but we've been given new life uh, in Jesus. And so, yes, God, I think God uses everything, anything um, to show, to show us, his story, right? It's all a part of his story, and I think that's also an important reason why it's good for you to know the word and to know the Bible. Because then, when you're out in the world or you're watching movies or whatever, you you your eyes can become open to like, oh, this is a great this is a great example of that scripture that I read or that story. Oh, this is how God is speaking to me, even in ways that the create the creators of those things were not intending. God can speak. The Holy Spirit can minister to our hearts
0: through those uh, things. I'm going to end with this, and then I'll throw it to you, Elizabeth and Major Jamie, if you want to say anything else about recognizing redemption and culture. But there's a famous quote that says, a good preacher can have one hand on the Bible and one hand on the newspaper. And the thing with that is sometimes we, uh, a good preacher can be able to take the Bible and apply it into the world that we live today, the culture and life that we're living right now. Sometimes we go maybe way too much Bible, I know that may be shocking to some people, but sometimes we can hear sermons or preach things that are so Bible-minded that they don't really help us in— They
1: don't give application. What they don't give mean application for, for
0: what—guys, and that's—I love—I'm I, just going to put this personal opinion in there. I love sermons that have practical applications. Do this, do this, do this, right? I love that. Here's some steps at the end of that. So, But then there are some sermons who are nothing but what's going on in the culture and no Bible— which is just a motivational speech, or uh, just trying to be so relevant for the world that they completely uh, forget to tie stuff into the to, to truth, to the foundation, to biblical truth. So a good preacher can have one hand on the Bible and one hand on the newspaper, meaning this, just recognize, here's what we we're hoping for you listeners. Here's what we're praying for you right now, that we would be able to recognize faith and redemption in our culture today and match that to biblical truth, tie it in there. Maybe your practical application right now is you're gonna pray, Lord, will you please give me eyes to see the world differently, to see it as you see it. We need a new set of eyes to be able to watch Marvel movies and these stories and see the redemption and the faith in there. And to make the most of the opportunity when movies come out and we see faith and redemption in that, um, being able to uh, just talk to friends about that and say, hey, you know, this, this applies to this who does a great one. We said at the beginning, I'm going to end with this. Thinkchristian.net. Major Jamie mentioned it. Check out that website, thinkchristian.net. It's a great website where they take the culture, movies, TV show, books, video games, all that stuff, and they find uh, biblical truth in there. She said the motto uh, with thinkchristian.net, nothing is secular. There is no such thing as secular. Everything has been used by Jesus for redemption. All right, Major Jamie, do you want to ask us our last question of the day?
1: Yes. Our question we always ask at the end of every episode, what is giving you joy? What is giving you joy? Elizabeth, you want to go first?
2: Sure thing. So the YouTube algorithm has brought into my life a lovely song from the 90s by a boy band that I do not know if I'm pronouncing correctly called Chinois. They are a K-pop group, and they have a totally rad song, which I don't know the lyrics of because it's in Korean. But they say <laughs> "Hey, hey, hey, ho!" and it is so fun. the The dance <laughs> is incredible. So check it out,
0: Elizabeth. I love that you open our world to K-pop and K-dramas, and you just uh, you. you are the you're the Run uh,
1: horizon.
0: Yeah, that's you're a connoisseur of of korean culture for us
2: they have such great stuff over there
0: Give it a listen my major jamie was um uh youth commission is about to come up we talk about things coming up facing the youth culture and youth ministry and the salvation army and salvation army gaming sa gaming we talk about a lot and uh my wife bought me a lovely shirt from salvation army gaming merch.com so uh I just I, – I think it's awesome that we're getting some merchandise out there. So, SA Gaming is growing by leaps and bounds. If Again, we've done – I think we did an episode about this a couple of weeks back, yep. uh, salvagearmygaming.com. They also now have salvagearmygamingmerch.com. Merch yeah, is, a, great. is a cool way of saying merchandise.
1: Yeah, so go uh, – yeah, you can get – like they have some things that are always on the site, right? Like they're – with the logos and stuff, it's always on the site. But then every month they also do um, – like a limited edition tee or sweatshirt or, you know, whatever it is. And yeah, it's awesome. just specific for that month. So once that month is over, it goes away. So you have to check it. Make sure you're checking it out every month. Um, it's always, you know, fun stuff on there. And um, it's a great way to to kind of represent SA Gaming. Yep.
0: And there's some coupon codes on there too. Check with your uh, T-Y-S uh, and they can uh, give you those coupon codes. There's promo codes that we have as well. Savage Army Gaming, merch.com. Major Jamie, last one. What's giving you joy?
1: All right. This is going to sound crazy to Matt. He's not going to believe that I'm saying this, but this is what is giving me joy. All right, here's what here's what it is. Mr. Burns, a post electric play. Here, let me you give can't. you a disclaimer. Let me give no. you a disclaimer. we <laughs> Elizabeth. Cut disclaimer. it. Cut the mic. Cut the mic. <laughs> <laughs> here's the deal. Mr. Burns, a post electric play, is a uh, obviously it's a play, right? Um, but my oldest daughter is involved in theater at her school um, and she's on the tech team doing lighting. And this is the play they're doing right now. Now I'm going to tell you, Matt and I went and saw this last night. Um, the, I, the, I do not recommend the play. The, the play is not the joy. Okay. <laughs> it's it the mic. Yeah. It is just, it was at the end of it, we both looked at each other and was like, I have no idea what we just watched. It is just the most crazy, random, I don't know, whatever. But what what the, what the it is doing in my daughter's life, I think is what's giving me joy, is she's kind of fi- found her place, her community. The first year we lived here, they were all virtual school. She didn't really leave the house. There was not a lot of community, but now she's kind of finding it with his people. Um, and so uh, last night, as I kind of watched her, you know, flitting around with her little tech techie team that's what they call each other the techies with her little techie team how excited she was for opening night um she's found her community in this little theater group who puts on terrible plays (laughs) so it brought me while i sat there thinking i what is happening right now i don't even know my heart was happy because i was there to support my daughter doing something that is bringing her so much joy into her life
0: that's great, Majorie. That makes like a mama to, happy. I appreciate that. She, I don't understand artsy fartsy plays. I don't like. If you're like High School Musical, can you get better than doing High School Musical, or Sound of Music, <laughs> or Oklahoma, or Beauty and the Beast? But Elizabeth, here's some- what I need you to do.
1: I need you to go on YouTube and see if you can find a clip from the third act of Mr. Burns, a post electric play, okay. where all the kids don't come out wearing don't Simpson do masks. Don't do, do right? it. This I feel like part of the it. Simpsons. This is familiar now. all sing. The whole third act is them just singing. It's all a song, but kind of also mixed in mm-hmm. with a rap and bringing in other songs. It is Ooh. the weirdest. When all those kids came out in these neon yellow uh, full face masks looking like the Simpsons characters and the black light was shining on them, there was this one kid who was wearing glasses under his mask. And so the light was just bouncing off his glasses. And I thought, I'm going to have nightmares about this for days. <laughs> it w- It was truly, I was like, I have no idea. I have no idea what's happening here.
0: (laughs) All right, (laughs) listeners, do yourself a favor. Do not scroll to the show notes and click the link. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to end this episode of the Battle Line podcast. So be sure to subscribe to the Battle Battle Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Check out our sister podcast, Fight for Good, as well. And check out the PEER website at peermag.org. And follow PEER on all the socials at peer.magazine. Until next time. This has been the Battle podcast. Bye, everybody. See ya.